0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to dive into. Let me start right off the top here. I hope that you managed to take the Titans betting $1 to win $100. While the University of Tennessee let us down in their loss against Arkansas, if you bet $1, you won 100 on the Titans against the Bears. I'll get to that game in a little bit. But how do you do that, you might be asking. You go sign up for FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Clay. It's easy to do. Simple to put money in. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Sports gambling, now legal in the state of Tennessee for one week Second week of college football action coming up this weekend Fanduel.com slash Clay Great offers coming but for right now if you go sign up today up to a thousand dollar match you can't lose you get refunded on your first bet up to a thousand dollars why not go ahead and make a wager today Fanduel.com slash Clay Tennessee, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey all eight of those states if you were watching right now you can legally gamble from your phone at fanduel.com slash clay Alright, let's dive into it. How about the beatdown that the Saints put on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night? That was an epic beatdown Basically got the Saints, I believe, the NFC South locked up. Saints only have one team with a winning record left on the schedule the rest of the way. Uh, the Bucs only have two. Bucks fall to 6-3. and three. Saints surge to 6-2 and two with a double tie-break victory. They now have beaten the Bucs twice. This was an epic beatdown of unbelievable proportions the likes of which Tom Brady has never seen as a starting quarterback in his career and it was so bad that the Saints brought in Jameis Winston to finish off the game. Now, I kind of wanted Jameis Winston to come in first pass throw a pick six to the Bucks, so that it would be a perfect return for Jameis uh, but instead he gets a first down and at the end of the game things went so well during the Drew Brees interview he ate a W Uh, That was incredible to see. That was absolutely phenomenal Uh, television. Props to Jameis for making that move. Big time win by the Saints. I thought it was the most significant outcome that we saw on Sunday. What other big outcomes? Lamar Jackson bounced back after an awful game against the Steelers. Got a win on the road against the Colts. Colts now traveling to Nashville on Thursday for a Thursday night football game in my hometown of Nashville. Yesterday, I went to my third different NFL game. Titans going up against the Bears here in Nashville. I've also been to a college football game. Titans dominated the Bears. Nick Foles is not the answer. We already know Mitch Trubisky is not the answer. Bears fans are condemned to constantly watch Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and know that they chose Mitch Trubisky over both of those guys. Titans get to six and two. And like I said, monster game on Thursday. Basically, a pick'em game. Titans are a point or two favorite. If the Titans can win on Thursday, they take a commanding lead. They'd be a 7-2, and two, a little bit over halfway through. The Colts would fall to 5-4. and four. Titans would have a two-and-a-half game lead with seven to play. Now, look, I've been a Titans fan a long time, so I'm not putting anything past them. But if the Titans could get a win on Thursday, they are in tremendous shape. Now, the Titans haven't been able to beat the Colts hardly at all. In fact, last year... I believe it was last year. It might have been two years ago. I said I was never going to another Colts-Titans game in Nashville. I think I'm going to have to stick to that even though I'm kind of somewhat interested in going. A couple of other big NFL outcomes. The Bills took down the Seahawks 44 points. Josh Allen over 400 yards passing. Bills Mafia has to be ecstatic as they are now 7-2 and two and in great shape to go out and actually win Uh, uh, win their division for the first time in a very long time. Uh, Also, the Steelers survive on the road against the Cowboys. Garrett Gilbert throwing into the end zone. They couldn't get it done. Three straight weeks, the Steelers have basically won on nearly the final play of the game. The missed field goal by Goskowski that should have put the game into overtime against the Titans. Throwing into the end zone with uh, Lamar Jackson at the end of the game against the Ravens. And now throwing into the end zone again with Garrett Gilbert. Uh, with the uh, decision being made there about what exactly was the outcome going to be. Steelers get to 8 and oh. All right, a lot of college football takeaways that I want to dive into as well. Appreciate all of you guys who have been uh, reading and consuming OutKick content like crazy. Let me go ahead and pull up my starting 11 column, which you should have read, but right off the top, let me talk about Notre Dame and why it was such a significant win for Notre Dame to be able to finally beat a top five opponent and take down Clemson, all right? This was, I thought, a monster win for Notre Dame, all right? And what I loved even more was the storming the field. Let me talk about storming the field here for a second, all right? This is an example of extreme Corona Bro stupidity, all right? Everyone is out around the White House celebrating like crazy over the decision Uh, that the networks made to call the election for Joe Biden. All the Corona Bros get on Twitter and they're like, it's beautiful to see all these people out celebrating, drinking, sharing drinks, high-fiving all over Twitter, right? The Corona Bros are celebrating all over Twitter this celebration around the presidential election. Meanwhile, Notre Dame beats Clemson students storm the field and the same people lose their mind talking about how this is unacceptable during a pandemic. I am so sick of Corona bro hypocrisy. Either no one should ever be in a crowd for any reason or you can be in a crowd and celebrate and or protest anything. You can't decide whether crowds are appropriate or not based on whether you agree why the crowds are there. If people are joyful at Notre Dame because they just beat the number one team in the country in Notre Dame for the first time since 1993, let them celebrate. If people are joyful because their presidential candidate won, let them celebrate. If people want to protest lockdowns, let them. If people want to protest the police, let them. Either you are in favor of of people being able to live their lives like normal during a pandemic or you are not you cannot pick sides based on whether or not you happen to agree with the reason that people are in groups active together. That is Corona bro hypocrisy of the highest magnitude. Props to Notre Dame. What I love about the Notre Dame win was they had the horses on the offensive and defensive lines. Here's why they beat Clemson, all right? A lot of people focused on Trevor Lawrence out of the game which by the way, zero sense. It makes zero sense for Trevor Lawrence to be able to travel to South Bend, stay in a hotel, eat all his meals and everything else with his team and stand on the sideline but he can't play in the game. Nonsensical. All right. Now, when you look at this game what stands out to me a couple things. First of all, Notre Dame had lost 11 straight 19 of its last 20th against top five opponents. Why did Notre Dame get through and win this game? Lines of scrimmage. Clemson ran the ball 34 times for 39 yards. Notre Dame ran the ball 41 times for 209 yards. That was dominance at the point of attack, all right? Also, as you move forward, Clemson, what's the impact here? Notre Dame, if they lose the ACC championship, is going to have a great chance to still make the college football playoff. Meanwhile, Clemson now has to win the ACC championship or they are going to be eliminated. They also need to win at Florida State, Pittsburgh, and at Virginia Tech. Meanwhile, Notre Dame, get nervous, wake up the echoes. Back in 93, Notre Dame beat Florida State, Charlie Ward, Warwick, Dunn, that team. And then they had to go to Boston College back in 93 and they lost. Here's Notre Dame's closing schedule. At Boston College, at North Carolina, Syracuse, And at Wake Forest, again, they have to win all those games and then they have to beat Notre Dame uh, in the ACC championship game. So that's a monster win. Blood Bank guarantee hit and it wasn't remotely close for most of the game. I told you Florida was a lot better than Georgia and I said it was because the quarterback position. We know already that Kyle Trask is a legit Heisman Trophy contender. Georgia has no playmakers. They can't make things happen on the offensive side of the ball and while I give credit to Georgia for scheming it up and coming out and getting up 14-0 after that it was all Florida 41-7 to I think from there on out if I'm not mistaken complete domination by Kyle Trask Kyle Pitts even got knocked out of the game he should be a top five pick in the draft Tony still made some plays I like Florida to get into a shootout with Alabama in the SEC Championship game so What's the overall college football playoff picture look like right now? Alabama is going to be in from the SEC barring something crazy happening. I believe Ohio State will be in from the Big Ten barring something crazy happening. I think Clemson will win out and then come back and beat Notre Dame. If that happens, those three would be in probably in the order that I just gave you who would be the four seed? Then it would come down to whether Florida can beat Alabama in the SEC championship game and whether Notre Dame can win out. Florida, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State on the outside if they ran the table the rest of the way here, and maybe the Pac-12 champ. We are down to relatively few teams that are actually in the running for the college football playoff. Now, we also have COVID-related issues emerging right now. We have Mississippi State and Auburn being moved to the 19th of December because of COVID issues at Mississippi State. That is the extra week that the SEC built in before the title games on the 19th. (coughs) The reality is Mississippi State and Auburn not really in the mix there. But, there is talk that LSU has COVID-related issues and that Texas A&M has COVID-related issues. Not to mention Sam Pittman who got a big win over Tennessee for Arkansas has also tested positive for COVID. So, what are we seeing here? This is kind of what I talked to you guys about for a while. I said there are a couple of dates on the calendar that made me nervous just in terms of asymptomatic positives increasing. Right after Halloween weekend. Have you ever been on a college campus? There are Halloween parties that go on. The girls show up dressed in fantastic costumes. And if you are a heterosexual man as a huge percentage of college football students are There is no better time of the year than Halloween. Especially if your team's not very good you might want to get out and celebrate especially if your team is on a bye week and so I'm not surprised that in the wake of Halloween we had issues. The other time I think we're going to see issues Thanksgiving during the regular season because guys are going to go home they're going to be around their family they're going to be exposed to people outside of the football program and some of them are going to look test positive. Now It's important to recognize that we're talking about almost exclusively asymptomatic or low-grade COVID-related issues. No one has had a football association and ended up seriously ill in all of college football so far. Same thing really in the NFL. Some people have underlying conditions that have been issues, but almost no one. So we're talking about asymptomatic issues. Pac-12 has been dealing with them with Cal, Oregon and Utah, Arizona being canceled. There are all sorts of issues going forward. Certainly the Big Ten has dealt with it with Wisconsin. So what do you do going forward? Well, Right now, conference title games are scheduled for the 19th. Why are they scheduled for the 19th? A couple of reasons. One is they want to get them in before Christmas because they don't want the guys to have to stay on campus on Christmas weekend on December 25th, right? For the vast majority of teams, they want everything done by Christmas. So, could you back up the weeks a little bit and extend when the college football calendar could take place? Maybe. Maybe that's a solution. The other possibility is a lot of these games don't matter, right? In the grand scheme of things. LSU is eliminated from contention in the SEC West, basically. They're not going to be able to catch Alabama. It's more significant, probably, that Florida play against LSU than it is that Alabama play against this LSU because Alabama has opened as a 22 plus point favorite. So if some games have to get canceled I don't see it as a monumentally uh, unfortunate circumstance because the SEC has already gotten so many of their games in. The other possibility is college football playoff committee everybody comes together and they say hey let's bump back by a couple of weeks when we're actually going to play the conference championship games or and this is an interesting idea Let's just eliminate the conference championship games this year and let's expand the college football playoff to eight. That to me is really kind of an intriguing question. Then you could have another week to complete the regular season which would ordinarily have been the conference title game weekend. I'm going to talk a lot about these different ideas on my radio show tomorrow morning. encourage you to go listen and uh, subscribe at OutKick. Uh, But let me go ahead and give you All the breakdowns so far as I see it right now uh, in terms of the top 10 I already told you that uh, I see these teams as being alive for the playoff. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State and potentially a Pac-12 champ. There aren't very many teams that are actually alive for the college football playoff. Let me hit you with a couple of other stories. Hugh Freeze. What an unbelievable accomplishment at Liberty. Liberty now 7-0 goes on the road and beats Virginia Tech. They've gone on the road and they have beat Syracuse. Now they get a chance to go on the road again here in a little bit to play NC State and potentially go 3-0 on the road. Will Hugh Freeze get a major college football job? I don't think so because I'm not sure that anybody's going to be firing their coach. I think he may go back to Liberty and coach there for another year before another major college football job comes open. How about Coastal Carolina on a roll too? In the Big Ten, would you have ever believed that Penn State would be 0-3, that Michigan would be 1-2, that Nebraska would be 0-2, that uh, outside of the Big Ten, Tennessee would be 2-4, and Florida State would have fallen as far as they have too, the late 90s, all those schools were rolling. Now things are not going very well at all. And would you have ever believed that Indiana would be 3-0 and with wins over Penn State and wins over Michigan? Where is Jim Harbaugh going to go and end up? Greg Couch argues he should be the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan feels like, to me, it is over, all right? Here is my outkick top 10. Alabama number one. Notre Dame, number two. Ohio State, number three. Clemson, number four. Texas A&M, number five. Florida in the sixth spot. BYU, seven. Cincinnati, eight. Indiana, nine. And the University of Miami, I have at ten right now. SEC power rankings, it's a mess outside of the first three or four. Alabama, one. Texas A&M, two. I've got Florida, three. Georgia, four. Auburn 5 Arkansas 6 Missouri 7 Kentucky 8 Tennessee 9 South Carolina 10 Ole Miss 11 Mississippi State 12 LSU 13 Vanderbilt 14. You want a crazy solution in the SEC now that they are potentially having to bump Mississippi State and Auburn. What if just tossing this out there what if they went ahead and played Alabama and Auburn this weekend on short notice in Tuscaloosa instead of playing LSU then you get the Alabama-Auburn game in you don't have to worry about LSU potentially being overlapped there. LSU is the challenge. I think it's kind of a funny idea. I think it's an interesting idea. I doubt that there's a very high probability of it happening which is why I think ultimately being able to just cancel games that don't matter. And frankly, as much as LSU fans might be hurt to say it, they have almost no chance to beat Alabama. The game doesn't matter. LSU is out of the running already to win the SEC. The game matters more for Florida because Florida needs to make sure that they get enough wins to be able to uh, to, to, to kind of make people happy about the way that the SEC East is getting decided. I don't think there are that many people out there in the SEC West who have any doubt that Alabama is the best team out there. And by the way, what I mean is Georgia could be upset because they already had to play against Alabama. If suddenly Florida doesn't have to play against LSU, it might feel like cheating them a little bit. Uh, You could theoretically move the Texas A&M game to the final week of the year uh, against Tennessee as well, because that Texas A&M game could matter quite a bit. Also. Maybe there's issues with two different uh, games being impacted like we saw with Florida earlier this year. All right, I love all of you. I think I hit everything on my list of games that I wanted to discuss. I appreciate you guys supporting OutKick. Go sign up right now, fanduel.com slash clay, especially in the state of Tennessee, fanduel.com slash clay. $1,000 matched on your first bet up to $1,000 matched. All you have to do, is go to Fanduel.com slash Clay. Get hooked up now. Be glad that you did it right now at Fanduel.com slash Clay. All right. Appreciate all of you. Encourage you to DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Kisses from me to you. I'll be live on Fox Bet Live in about an hour at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. I've got to go get my kids right now from school. This has been Outkick the Show. Be live on television in a little bit live on the radio tomorrow morning. Thanks for hanging with us here on OutKick, the show.